Hello and welcome to the Reeton Entertainment Podcast, episode 408. I'm your host, Nathan Reeton Spruth. Joining me this week, we have the master of jujitsu, Connor the cyberpunk monk, Besh. I don't think they've... Uh, nobody's ever called me that. Where did that come from? I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying something new. And we have the most dangerous man at the buffet table, Andrew Roe McFain. I uh, got a breakfast buffet a while ago, I guess, yeah. And welcome I, to another exciting episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? <laughs> I haven't done... Uh, actually, th- yes, Whose Line, but I was watching wrestling earlier and I, I heard some ah. of the introductions. I was like, yeah, I can, I can be mean with those. <laughs> um, I, haven't eat, I haven't eaten at a buffet since the start of the pandemic. But yeah, that's appropriate. I also have yeah. I I'm trying to think if I have because, you know, one of my friends... Loves buffets. But is it Ricky? It is Ricky. <laughs> Sorry, every, Ricky. Every time we go somewhere, he's like, we should go to a buffet. That's, that's what we well, should You can do. get as much food as you want and only pay one fee. Yes, it's great. I love buffets. But actually, the, the way that, like, to beat the system, you have to eat, like, 11 plates. And if you yeah. Don't, but that being said, you still can get more <laughs> for your money. Anyway, whatever. Uh, yes, you only... just shouldn't do that. You shouldn't eat that much food. You shouldn't. You really shouldn't. And I always... <laughs> the problem is I go to the buffet and I eat like one plate of food. I'm like, I'm full. I think that's yeah, what I, happened when we went to a buffet. Yeah. And I... I did I eat... I may have eaten three plates. Yeah, I think I, I ate like, two. I think I had two. I was still like pretty... Like I'm still fat, but I, like, I was still like living the fat lifestyle then. So... Yeah. It's it's one of those things where you have to like budget it for like a week to like yeah. I just anyway. want to chime in here, Aroa, that's called living libido lardass. <laughs> <laughs> it anyway. was too good to let slide. Good, good, good job. I'm 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 I found the name I found the name <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh we're gonna ask Aroa, where can we find you and Connor? Uh, you can go to Aroa.website. You'll get redirected to a different website that's the same website that it used to be website, and it's got a bunch of links. I think Connor's got one he wants to shill. Yeah, you should go and check out Rise of the Rune Lords. Uh, Clinton's Core Classics Rise of the Rune Lords, that is. That is a Pathfinder 1st Edition actual play podcast. We are pretty darn close to wrapping up, and we're like halfway done with remastering Season 1. It's never been more listenable than it is right now yeah it's uh it's a lot of work that connor is doing connor and nicole are doing so good good for them i have had nothing to do with that except for paying the bills thanks papa <laughs> you're welcome and of course i am nathan reed you can find me everywhere at reed the big one is of course twitch i stream monday through friday 6 p.m pacific time to 9 p.m pacific time i did not stream wednesday thursday or friday of last week i was driving as i was talking to them before the podcast i drove 750 miles uh and worked three days and set up three clinics so you know i was i was busy this week i couldn't stream 
Uh, however, I did stream on Saturday, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the games we played. And I would like to turn it over to Connor. And what games did you play? Uh, I, I think the only one that's worth mentioning is that Metal Gear Solid, the Battle Network 2 that I've been playing, uh, trying very what? desperately what? to 100%. Did you say what? What? Metal Gear Solid Battle Network? I, I did. I'm sorry. I meant to say Mega Man. You know, the one that like, starts with M. I was Don't, like, are you uh, making some kind of weird thing about that PSP card game that they did? I was no, very uh, confused. That, that was me just running on autopilot. Yes, I'm sorry. Mega Man Battle Network 2. Although Metal Gear Solid Battle Network sounds like it'd be sick as fuck. Anyways, um, it's, as I mentioned, I've been uh, 100%ing that because I have a sickness. The first game, I got really lucky. Some of those card drops are very rare, and I, I blew through it pretty fast. I was not so lucky this time, but I finally managed to get all of the side content done. And by the time that you have all the side content done, you go to the final boss, and you're like, yep, uh, go ahead and just lay down. We're, we're basically finished. And, uh, and then I looked at a mean, and, and that was it. Yeah, that's, that's always fun. Ha just looking at the guy and, and having him, him pass away. It's way too great. overpowered. Ridiculously overpowered. It is. You were, and, and that's often how it goes. Uh, when I beat Dragon's Dogma, you know, throughout the game, you feel super weak. And then, like, right at the end of the game, you get, like, items that make you stronger, and then you're just pretty high level. And it, it feels a lot better when you're taking down monsters that should have taken you out, uh, but you're able to take them down pretty easily. Uh, they they circumvent that by being like, hey, uh, you can kill a chimera really easy now. How about two chimeras and a necromancer? And that hmm. that makes it a little bit more difficult. I do remember the ending of that game being like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I am no longer ready. Yes, that is that is kind of how it goes. We also have Aroa here. What games did you play this week, Aroa? I have been playing almost entirely this game that came out a while ago i think called luck be a landlord and it's uh they're actually releasing a mobile version in like four days uh just coincidentally uh i love this game um it is very simple it is essentially a deck building roguelike except it's in the format of a slot machine i uh Okay. <laughs> so every time you spin, uh, there are symbols on the slot machine that have various effects. And you spin, the, all the symbols on the screen's effects trigger, and then you get to add a new symbol. And oh, you, have, okay. you have so many spins to get enough money to pay your rent for the month. Oh. And the, the amount of rent goes up every time you pay rent and you have to get through 12 months worth of rent. So you live in America. Um, that's it, yeah. That's how it's going. So, so like I initially I was like, I don't understand how this is supposed to like, I don't, I don't get it. Like this is purely luck driven. And the more that I played it, the more that I realized this is not, this is not luck driven. This is, this is almost like a like a slightly deeper version of like vampire survivors style of like really what you need to do is be flexible enough to pick symbols that synergize with each other 
and, and, and not get yourself stuck in like one particular mindset because you can only pick between three different symbols and they're all random. So like if you start out with the idea that, well, I'm going to go for the Eldritch horror or, or cultist, uh, build from the beginning, you're going to fuck yourself. What you, what you got to do is just take things as they come. And next thing you know, uh, I, found out that once you beat the game the first time you unlock another floor where there's a modifier added and now I'm on floor six. Uh, and I'm, I'm currently on month 15 because the build that I am using currently is fucking ridiculous. And I'm making like a thousand dollars every spin and it's really fun. And yeah. And it it's it, it just introduced a new system called essences that I've never seen before. And they're like mega OP items. So that's even fucking cooler. Uh, and like there's plenty of space for a lot more floors. So I don't know how deep this game goes, but man, was it worth the like not it not ten dollars. I don't know how much it was, but it wasn't ten dollars. And uh I already have pre-ordered the the mobile version. So I'm happy to hear yeah. that. I'm I'm happy that you are enjoying that game. I think I would hate it. I hate paying rent. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. Do you not like gambling either? Cuz I am Cuz that's that's I enjoy gambling for like half an hour. Uh, and then I'm done. Yeah. And and I'm actually I actually get pretty lucky uh when I go gambling. But that's a bad mindset I, I to then, have. I then quit. <laughs> so, like, you know, oftentimes I'll I'll have a budget. So I'll have twenty dollars, and I'll say I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, and then, you know, I'll get I'll I'll get one lucky hit and get up to forty dollars, and then just quit instead yeah. of keep going. Did someone say lucky hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, no. a, that's, that's, that's a good that's Connor good way Trigger. to do it. That's Connor <laughs> Trigger. He's gonna leave and play Shenmue now. How about another like, game of Lucky Hit? <laughs> like to 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 give just to summarize how this this game plays out. But my current build, uh, I have one Eldritch creature, um, which throughout the game I had been collecting these uh, hexes, and the hexes are like trade off items. So you get a hex and there's like one that has a 30% chance of making it to where you don't get to add a symbol after this spin. Uh, but every hex gives you three coins. So they're really good. Uh, I got an item at one point called Holy water that removes the effect. So all you do is just get three coins, but it also makes them give one more. So you have four coins a turn for each hex that you have. The effect of the Eldritch creature is that he eats hexes and then gives one additional coin for every hex that gets removed throughout the game. So now I have this Eldritch creature that's giving me 21 coins. At the same time, I've got a geologist who destroys these geodes that I've been collecting throughout the game. Every time he destroys a geode, it emits a gemstone. Certain gemstones he'll destroy, and every geode or gemstone that he destroys it increases how many coins he gives by one. And now I have this geologist is giving 34 coins every turn. Uh, I, and I have a thing that makes it to where cats are wild cards 
which means that they give as many coins as the largest amount of coins of any adjacent item on the board. So then they, they, they're like buffing like fucking crazy. Like you can see it just keeps rolling and rolling. Cause I also have beast masters that double the number of coins that any animal token on the board gives. So if a cat gets buffed to like give 30 something coins, then the beast master is going to double it and it's going to be like 60 or 70 something coins. Uh, it's, it, it's really addicting in that way. And it's like, I, I really like how, it manages to do that without like having the sort of, I guess, pressure and or time uh, investment required for something like Slay the Spire or even uh, Vampire Survivors. Like it's it's just a really clever and and cool game. And that sounds like a game that I would I would play it for like a week and then be <laughs> done with it forever but the the modifiers do help and it it has like a pretty prominent mod scene and it's very mod friendly so that might help too i i don't see myself playing it for like months and months to come by any means but uh the fact that this has got a mobile port coming in a few days uh that's definitely going to keep my attention uh, in my downtime yeah you're gonna you're gonna like that because you you love mobile Mobile gaming. I do love mobile games. I am a casual fuck. Yes. We're going to move on to me. The, I only played two <laughs> games really this week. Uh, the first of which is I've I've been looking for a game uh, kind of like the one you're playing where I work from home and sometimes there's downtime and I'm just like, you know what? I want to I want to play a game. And I've been really like looking for an MMO that I could kind of casually play while I, while there's some downtime at work. Uh, but I haven't found one. So what I did was I heard Marble Snap is it's a decent card game. Oh, you wanted I, to play Hearthstone, huh? Yeah, and it's all right. It's it's a card game. It's fun, and I've I've been been having some fun with it. It and that's it. That's all. That's all I have to say about it. The it, it's a cash cash grab, and I'm not going to spend any money on it. But for the free, the the part of free that I'm pl- I'm paying right now, it's doing all right. I it is a little cash grabby though. Of course, they have their their coins that you buy, and um, they're doing like a Phoenix Force event right now that where they're like, oh look at this! If you pay for it, you get this battle pass. And <laughs> I will be honest, the battle pass that they have is better than most battle passes that I've seen. Because you still get most of the items by just leveling up. Well, that's like, I hate that a lot of battle passes seem to kind of be pretty like, if you're going to play the game enough, like like if if it's a game that you're really into, like it's it's worth it because you get yeah. as much, you get as much if not more than the the amount of premium currency that you could have bought with the same amount of money. And you also get a bunch of additional exclusive items or whatever right. along with it. But the problem with a lot, like Overwatch's Battle Pass, is garbage. That doesn't surprise me at all. Because it's Overwatch. And, and, and a lot of Battle Passes are like this that I've seen where you'll go like five or six levels without a single item because all the other uh, ones, like I think it's like every five or ten levels, 
on Overwatch. You don't get anything. Oh, that's that's fucking dumb. They and should at least give you like a like a sticker or some shit. They yeah they get, they'll give you like stickers and and emotes and stuff every once in a while. But that's like the five or ten levels, and uh, all dumb. the other ones is, are premium. Uh, I think level twenty or something. Like I got all of the items for the battle pass on Marvel Snap, but at level twenty there was a card that you you can't get unless you have the premium battle pass. Oh, you're saying that the free battle pass in most games is terrible. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be. Like, well, that's yes. the point. Yeah, I understand, but I like I like the Marvel Snap one because it it it's not completely terrible being free. Gotcha. The the premium I, I version. I was specifically okay. I, I meant the premium one because yeah. like the pre- premium battle passes at least in in Fortnite and in Dead by Daylight and in Azure Lane. Those are the three that I've paid attention to, like. If you're going, if you're somebody who's going to play the game enough to complete the battle pass, it is worth it to buy the premium battle pass. Typically. uh, Generally. In in those three games specifically, it absolutely is. Like, beyond any uh, any doubt. Because you get, you're getting as much as you would have with, by just straight up buying premium currency. And, and then additional items on top of that. I so actually, you might as and, well. And I don't actually mind battle pass. I'm, I'm still never going to buy a battle pass. I've never bought one. And I am. I just fundamentally am against buying, paying for battle passes. I don't know why. I buy the, I, I I buy the Azure Lane one. I, but, I'm not going to lie. I've been tempted to buy the Fortnite one, but I know I'm not going to play Fortnite enough to get all the items, so it's dumb. But I don't mind the battle pass in, in Marvel Snap, and the premium battle pass would probably be helpful. Uh, because yeah, again, like every once in a while, there's like a card that you can't get. Uh, plus, if you pay for the the Phoenix Four stuff, you get extra cards from that and all that. Jazz. Is it? Are they? Are they just like kind of like the gold skin cards in Hearthstone, where they just add like cool animations? Or you're you're not like earning additional power, are you? I think. I can't. I I I haven't played enough to know, because you you unlock cards. As you level up, like, they give you daily missions. Yeah. And you can unlock, as you do the daily missions, you level up your cards, and then you get new cards because of that. But Mm, I don't know if, like, these cards can be earned in another way. Like, I don't know if the Phoenix Force cards are only there with with purchasing it with real money. So uh, I, I, I haven't looked in, into that enough. I would hope that it was as you were saying, where there's, there's variants, which they are, there are variants. Like they, yeah. have, they have like the nice, you know, fully illustrated ones, and then uh, they have like a variant that's like a, a chibi version or whatever. And they, I, yeah, because they have one. I, I've watched somebody play it a little bit, and I know they have some cards where they're like, like in Hearthstone with the gold ones where they're mm-hmm. they do like weird pseudo 3D animations and stuff on the really fancy cards. So Yeah, and you level up so you can level up the cards uh by getting points and then boosters and you're able to level up the cards that way and each card has one of those like gold variants. You just have to pay like 400 in-game currency that you earn through the game. Wow. Anywho's uh, the other game that I played, we're going to move away from that because I already spoke about Marvel Snap way more than I wanted to. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're going to move on to the next game I played uh, on Monday and Tuesday and Saturday. Monday, Tuesday, and Saturday. I played Shadowrun Dragonfall, which I would say is a lot better. And, and I know Connor's played through it. It's a lot better than Shadowrun Returns. Way better. Shadowrun Returns is a good game, but it also kind of feels like a proof of concept sometimes. It, it really does. They add in, instead of getting cybernetics, you can get biotech. Bioware. Bioware. I, I was like, it's Bioware, but that's the name of a game company. But yes, you get Bioware. <laughs> that is a happy coincidence. Yes. So I, I played it. I, you know, I had fun. I played a, a character I typically don't. I, I try to mix it up when I play a game. I don't want to just go in as a barbarian in every game and just hit things with an axe. So I did, uh, I did an, uh, an adept. Something yeah, adept. Physical adept. Yeah, physical adept. And I threw shurikens. And let me tell you, that's awesome. It's great. Uh-huh. Uh, being able, because when you throw weapons, you get an ability that makes people like the, the opposing teams AP go down when you hit them. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I was able to just make them not be able to move for entire rounds of combat. The usual trend with fizz ads is they go into an office, they pick up a, you know, a cup full of pens or whatever, and bam, they have fifty darts. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. I'm gonna, I'm, I have like forty karma, and I don't know what to do in our game that I'm playing. I seriously have no, I haven't had time to look in to see like, okay, I want to put points into this. I'm just gonna switch to physical adept with lockdown. So what I'll, <laughs> I'll do, <laughs> I'll just lock everyone down. No, no, I'll take out that camera and just throw a pen at it. No. Uh, so it's fun. And I ended up just being like, okay, so yesterday I, I was, it was a Saturday, and I, I hadn't seen my girlfriend in a while. So I was like, we should go to the movies. You want to watch the new Indiana Jones? And I am <laughs> willing to sit through it for three hours. Uh Ooh. Trish, Ooh, that's a long movie. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know how long it is, but uh, two and a half hours. I think probably. it was. I think it was two and a half. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking two and a half. But you know, I'm willing to sit there and watch the movie. It's. It'll probably be fine. I know the reviews aren't great, but it'll probably be fine. Uh, but my girlfriend had some stuff happen. Uh, and by stuff happen, I mean her mom called her for like an hour, and her her friend wanted to you know talk on the phone for like half an hour, and. Once my I'm, girlfriend got I'm off, well, well, here's glad the thing. You specified because when you say had some stuff happen, I'm like, oh no, no, no. no. no just, <laughs> just people were talking to her, and she she hung up the phone and she's like, I don't want to talk to anyone today, and so she didn't want to. Feeling. Yeah, she was, she didn't want to go to the movies, and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And uh, I ended up being like, well, I I have nothing to do right now. My my whole plan was to try to do something with my girlfriend. So now I'm going to play Shadowrun for four hours and I ended up beating the game. It's a good game. Right I, uh, I like it. Uh, spoil it. How old is it? It's a few, few years old now. I can, I'm going to yeah, spoil it's old it. old enough to spoil, I think. I, uh, I saved the dragon at the end. Yeah, I felt, was a cool dude. I just, I just, I don't know. Even though the, the, the bad guys made a compelling argument, but... At the end of the day, I don't feel that committing genocide is a good idea. That's so the the one rule of never ever cutting a deal with a dragon. 
You broke the one rule. I broke the run, one rule. I, not only that, but I broke it twice. Because you can, you can renege on the deal. You can be like, nah, I don't want to do that. But I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm totally following through, following through with this. I don't, I'm a man of my word. And I, I mean, and I, I, think I, also, I think I also saved the dragon when I played through it. Because uh, Evil Guy was a dick. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Anyway, it was a good game, and I don't know what game I'm going to play through next. I'm leaning towards uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Oh. I've heard some good things about, about that. That releases, I believe, August 3rd, so a couple weeks from now. I think someone in the Discord was talking about that. That was Nick they Lotus. Were. That was Nick Lotus. Yep. And they were talking and in, if a, it's, in the Discord about it. And my understanding is that it's basically like a, the, the way that the game plays is... They took uh, the shit, their previous game, Death, Divinity, uh, De- Divinity, Divinity Original, Original Sin, Sin 2. 2. They took that and then just made it like a little closer to actual D&D rules. Oh, so it should be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I have heard really good things about it. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm actually thinking about playing a bard, but we'll, we'll see. We will see what I decide to 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 play as on that if I decide to pick it up uh, when it releases on August third. We are going to move on to talk about some news stories. The big one. We'll just start off with with the big one at the beginning. Microsoft and Activision have been approved to join forces in the United States of America. Well, assuming that. The uh, appeal from the FTC doesn't go through, which it yeah, probably won't. Yeah, there's an appeal from the FTC, and the problem is, I think part of it is that Sony and the FTC had really bad arguments for why it should not go through. As yeah. in, as in, there has been reports recently that in the court filings, you had Sony complaining about. Oh well, Microsoft is going to make games exclusive and stuff. And in the in the discovery, they found out that Sony was trying to make a ton of games exclusive to PlayStation. Yep. And Sony was just like, "Well, well, yeah, but, but, come on." And what about that and, Final Fantasy game that just came out? Come on. <laughs> and uh, I I read something about how like Activision tried to make call of duty exclusive to Battle.net, their their launcher Ooh. and it ended up being like the worst thing that they had done for the franchise in a long time and that's why it's on steam now yeah that's that's what happened with uh ea and origin stuff right yeah where like, they're like we're, microsoft... we're only launching an origin and they're like no no you're not <laughs> i i love in a way, like, I, I don't like that this merger is necessarily happening just on the basis of it's, it, it just seems like bad capitalism. But at the same time, it's like, man, it, it's really funny that Microsoft is like, look, Activision doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, <laughs> this whole talk of exclusive shit, look at what happens when you make exclusives. It's terrible. Oh, we just want money. Come on. I mean, I would... Here, here's pulling back. I would feel worse if it was just like okay. Let's say Sony was 
in the position where they were buying Activision. And it was rumored that Call of Duty and, and other games were going to be exclusive to the PlayStation 5. I would be like, eh, that kind of sucks. Because while I own a PlayStation 5, not everyone owns a PlayStation 5. However, with even an exclusive, like they're like, oh, it's going to be an Xbox ex exclusive. The game's still coming to PC, so it's not strictly exclusive because it's yeah. still you're still going to be able to play it. Now, and they've already said Call of Duty and some other games are going to be able to be on... Well, and we'll talk about that. But Microsoft made the offer um, of saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna put it on Switch. We're gonna put it on PS5 for for at least ten years. That's the agreement. And then we'll, after ten years, we'll discuss that." And Sony rejected that because they wanted to sue and stop this from happening. And apparently, that plan fell through. Uh, the FTC, of course, as you said, is appealing, but that is probably just going to be shot down as well. Which means. Activision Blizzard is probably just going to merge for $69 billion. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. That's, that's, uh, I think when, when you have the ability, even as a corporation, <laughs> to spend 60 something billion dollars on, on anything, an item, on, on, on anything. Uh, maybe, maybe capitalism has run wild a little bit too much. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Connor? Do you have any, any, uh, yays or nays on the Microsoft Activision deal? I feel like the more that you look into it, the more that the company's trying to get exclusivity or doing it for, I don't want to say nefarious, but non-consumer friendly purposes. And yeah, that's, like, that's how like Aroa said, you mentioned with the, the Blizzard browser, like it was actively hurting their sales doing that. But no, it's our game. We'll put it on our platform. And I don't even, necessarily. Even though you're losing money. That's the part that makes the most not sense at all. The, 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 the least amount of sense at all is like you're, you're making these decisions knowing full well you are like limiting the total market dip that you will have. I don't understand why these people get these decisions approved. Well, I think the idea is, hey, if we have this exclusive to Xbox, and since Microsoft will then own, uh, they'll they'll own Call of Duty or whatnot. If we make this exclusive to Xbox or PC, then we get one hundred percent of the profits instead of having to share twenty to fifty percent of the profits with Sony. And even though the sales might go down. You might, you're not going to have as many people buying the game. You're still going to be able to get as much or more profit because you don't have that to pay the other person for selling the game on their console. Yeah, and fuck the consumer. They don't yeah. have an Xbox, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's And and let's be fair, the cheapest way to get into the newest uh, consoles is the Xbox Series S. Even though it's not great, it's still, what, 200 bucks you can get on sale? And it's gonna be Steam Deck if you're like entry level looking for getting into gaming, it'll do whatever you need it to. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's true. It, like that that was what I was gonna say before, and and what you you sort of said, Nathan, was that yeah, Microsoft is in a weird position where they can 
they they don't really own two platforms, but they basically own two platforms where like they can be like, well, it's not exclusive to just Xbox. Like people who play on PC can get her games too. And like, who doesn't own a PC? Like we're not limiting the market availability of these games by buying this company that makes a lot of games. Yeah. And like and the it... only people who are left out are people who solely own a PS five, which to be fair to Microsoft in some limited way is not going to be very many people just by the virtue of you can't fucking buy a PS five still. And it's been out for three years. Yes. Well, also, they they can make the argument that if you get Game Pass Ultimate, you get xCloud, and you can play your Xbox games on wherever you want. And well, I'm not saying that... it's a good argument. I'm saying it is an argument they can make. Yeah, but that, that that's still a, a platform that they own. Right. Like, they control, they control that. And the idea is on if Microsoft owns this, this... Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, the supply line, then like nobody can get this product without that supply line. And that isn't necessarily the case in Microsoft's situation other than if they made it exclusive to the Xbox app, which I think is why they probably made that argument of, well, we won't make it exclusive to the Xbox app because Activision already made that experiment and, and it didn't work. We can't just keep Call of Duty on the Xbox app because then no one will buy it. We have to put it on Steam, which is a platform we don't own. So it's different. Steam and Epic. Yeah. The Epic Game Store is another situation where I would be very curious to see. Like, like I feel like if this would have gone further in the EU, uh, somebody would have said, well, why don't we ask Epic like, how much do game sales get fucked by being exclusive to the Epic Store for a year? I would because like to know I bet that. they do. Because like uh, uh uh that game that just came out, Dead Island Two, yeah, that's exclusive to the uh to the Epic Game Store. So I wonder how much, as you said, that those game sales are are negatively affected. Well, actually, just just recently, um, uh, the people in in my Discord were asking. Like, what happened with uh, the Evil Dead game? And oh, yeah. It's, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was an Epic exclusive for a year. Yeah. And I looked at the Steam charts, and that fucking game peaked at, like, 500 players. Yeah, I have it. I have it on the Epic Game Store. and uh, Yeah, because it was free for a little while, right? No, I bought it when it was new. Oh. I bought it, oh. like, when it released. And then, it like, after a couple of months, it became free. And I was like, wow, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, which I think is very indicative of th that game was not selling well to begin with, and then they put it on Steam and no one fucking bought it because, like, it was already a year old. Like, And it was all right, I, but everyone's playing Dead by well, Daylight anyway. Yeah, but I, I, I do think that there was, a, there was a market there for people like me and my friends who were like really liked Friday the 13th and all that and and wanted something else that was asymmetrical horror but in any case like 500 sales is not very good for a licensed game no and, and well 500 players you... yeah you yeah. said 500 uh, sales and I was like I don't think you well, had 500 sales but 500 players I mean I mean on, on Steam I I like 
the the estimated sales are still under a thousand units. Oh wow! Like <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's there's an argument to be made there for just that exclusivity ends up hurting sales. That that happened with Final Fantasy 16 too. Uh, and, it that it being a PS5 exclusive ended up hurting sales more than if they had I, just probably just delayed the game a bit and released it multi-platform. I do think that PlayStation, I'm sorry, PlayStation. I th- I think that Final Fantasy 16 on the PlayStation uh isn't going to negatively affect the sales as much as like Dead no. by Daylight. I once yeah, or, once it comes yeah. to PC and Xbox, Final Fantasy 16 is going to sell pretty it might not sell as well as some other Final Fantasy games, but it's still going to sell pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah, over. definitely. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm speaking purely from the perspective of, like, if a company is, if if the the subject of the lawsuit is that Sony is afraid that Microsoft will claim exclusivity over these very prominent properties that Sony makes a lot of money from, I don't think that that's necessarily a worthwhile argument, and no. Microsoft has shown that by illustrating that uh exclusivity really only seems to hurt sales overall yeah and now we're going to move on to their next story which is that sony has agreed to the call of duty to deal with microsoft <laughs> uh, i didn't even is... read this oh, i didn't okay. read this beforehand oh nice That's great so uh oh, i'm happy i'm happy that for once, I'm happy that you didn't read any of the stories. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is from The Verge. Sony has agreed to a 10-year deal for Call of Duty with Microsoft to keep the franchise on PlayStation after the proposed Activision Blizzard acquisition. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer says Sony and Microsoft have agreed to a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Uh, this ends a bitter battle between the companies that has been waged both privately and publicly over the past year after Microsoft announced its proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard in January 2022. One thing I do like about corporations, and I hate that I'm saying this. I'm, I'm hate, I hate that I'm saying anything good about corporations. Uh, but they have no shame. <laughs> not an <laughs> a, a ounce of shame. Uh, so they're they're like actively fighting against you know this acquisition from happening. They're like, no, we don't want to sign that ten year agreement. And then the f like the judge is like, nah, Microsoft can buy buy Activision, and Sony's like, yes, we will take that. <laughs> we'll take that. <laughs> like it's just immediately like flips and like fuck it. And and you know Phil Spencer and whoever's the head of the the PlayStation division of sony america they 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 don't care like what they're you know you heard reports back when e3 was still a thing that they would have they would go out for dinner afterwards like they would just be like hey how's it going and they go for dinner and have chats and be friendly because they don't care like it's not them that's the one that are the ones that are wanting to like stop this stuff from happening it's it's the higher ups and the the even higher ups and the the lawyers right so once all this stuff is settled they're still going to go back to being friendly with each other which i think is a good thing uh and i the only thing i don't like is that it's a 10-year deal and not just like indefinitely 
I think well, that, and, and that's I know, never gonna be a thing. Yeah. and I know you sh- you can't do that. Like it's got to be like a contract for a set amount of time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But because they'll end up extending it, undoubtedly, unless yeah. unless some circumstance shows that essentially Microsoft it, like would stand to profit otherwise. Yeah. Then they're gonna extend this because, like, we I just I just went on a fucking tirade about keeping it exclusive to Xbox doesn't even make sense financially. Yeah. Like, why would you not want PlayStation sales? I it would be funny if they came and they're like, uh, "Art, we determined that we can make twenty seven dollars more a year." <laughs> <laughs> so basically, fuck you, Sony. No, it's 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 happening. So even if the FTC. I even though the FTC is appealing it, I think even Sony is just like, nope, it's not going to happen, and has decided to sign this ten-year agreement. Which I think Nintendo also signed a ten-year agreement. Which I think they did it immediately because uh, oh, yeah. I don't think they care either way. Like they're in their own little bubble, like they always have been. Yeah, they uh, they're selling a fucking tablet from seven years ago as a current gen console like they don't care about <laughs> all this bullshit like yeah you can't even get call of duty on switch now anyway uh, fuck they care why yeah, do they, they just, care they just got broadband at, at the nintendo <laughs> offices like two years ago <laughs> they're still trying to figure out how to make an emulator that works half as well as one from 1999 like uh, yeah some i i guess they to be fair to nintendo I guess those emulators have improved quite a bit for the, the, what was it, Nintendo <laughs> Online Plus? Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not. I, I'm not giving Nintendo any more money. I forget that I have Nint. I need to cancel it. I keep forgetting that I have Nintendo Online until somebody or like once a year I get an email that's like you paid twenty dollars for this and I was like what? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I and that's such like. It's, it's the worst feeling. It, it, I don't like my thing is yes, it sucks because I'm like I'm ne- I haven't played online like at all since I got that. But <laughs> on the other hand, it's twenty dollars, yeah. and I'm like ah, I'd spend that much on food. Sometimes that's definitely why they they positioned it at that price because oh, yeah. they know that it's it's just cheap enough to where like your mom isn't going to to be like. Ah, that's a lot of money, Billy. I don't think we can afford that. Yeah, it's like $20 a year. And I'm just like, okay, fine. It's like, whatever. Uh, We are going to move on. We're going to talk about the next story, which I think is one that Aroa brought up, which is that uh, Chinese hackers used a code flaw in Microsoft to steal emails from U.S. agencies. Yeah, so, like, I haven't really looked that deep into this because I don't think that there's a lot to really worry about from an individual person perspective. Uh, I just find this, like, wow, go figure, like, cloud-based anything is not secure. Uh, Oh, no. Because, like, every, every company... Uh, now is being pushed to exchange in the cloud with it, which exchange is the word for Microsoft's email product. If your company, if the place that you work for uses Microsoft office and you use outlook, you are using exchange to deal with your emails and many, many companies, mine included 
are using Exchange in the cloud, meaning that Microsoft is the is your email provider. And they have all of your emails on their servers and your company talks to their servers to exchange your emails. Uh, And so China uh, managed to break into Microsoft's exchange servers. And like, are we talking uh, about they're Chinese hackers? Yes. I love we don't we don't know if they are government backed, but they probably are. Yeah. Um. All, all we really know is that they managed to get a hold of a, a key, essentially, that allowed them to get into an exchange server and access accounts for like 25 different organizations within some exchange server. And at least two of those included uh, state and commerce departments for the U.S. government. So they were able to essentially read government emails. Uh, we don't know what all they read, uh, what data was was exfiltrated, and what other companies might have been affected by this. They finally got but... her emails. <laughs> uh, but, well, actually, no, because she was using a private email server. So that that was actually so, so that was actually more secure. <laughs> oh man. If we had anybody listening to the podcast, half of them would be pissed off right now. <laughs> but yeah, like, like this the reason that I that I brought this up is just I the more that time goes on, the more that software as a service becomes a thing and everyone relies on the cloud. I know that it's like a meme basically at this point for people who are big into tech and particularly information security to be like, cloud, I don't like it. But like, this is just another example of like, whenever you hand the keys to the kingdom to a company like Microsoft or any one particular company, this can happen. And like, yeah, there's an argument to be made for, well, are you sure that your own internal security isn't flawed enough to where they could have broken into you, too? Like, no, you don't, you don't know that. But in this situation, you're relying entirely on Microsoft doing whatever they need to do. And I feel like they're a much bigger target than one individual company. You, you guys... And I don't know how this happened. I don't know if there was like somebody clicked on a a phishing email and they were able to get in that way or if they were just able to hack into the servers by brute force. However, uh, you you both work IT. I'm sure you get the emails regularly from your infosec that's like, hey, your Microsoft account password has expired. Click here to reset it. And then you you look at the email and it's like, from microsoft.com or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's where where it's it's an obvious phishing simulation yeah. as they put it. Yeah. We get that, so we get that and we were one of the good things about the refresh we did uh about what I did last week was we had uh myself and two other uh support techs there and then my manager. So we were all able to kind of have, you know, little meetings and and team building stuff. 
but we're talking and one of my coworkers was like is this our infosec guy just keeps sending this to us and my boss is like yeah that's that's infosec that's doing that and uh he's like can i just email our infosec guy and be like stop it i have work to do <laughs> and i was so a couple of months ago there was a system like we we've moved over to this new company and there was like a system thing that we were they were trying to get us all on this like call list or whatnot. But we had like no communication about it. So we got text messages and emails saying, Hey, sign up your name and email address here to to get put on this call list. And none of us pressed the button to do it. <laughs> even even though it was legit. And so like we log on and it's like an hour into our shift. And my manager's like, Hey, about that thing that was sent out, that's legit. You should probably press it. And we're all like, Oh yeah, we thought it was fake. So we just <laughs> we just ignored it. And I was I was pretty proud that our entire team was like, No. Even to legit stuff, yeah. we're just like, No. That is that is pretty good. I, I'm always me being the fucking dweeb that I am, I always look at the email headers to see what service they're using to send those emails out. And then I'll send a thing to my team like a couple hours later and be like, in case you didn't realize that was a, there was a email scam thingy yeah. check. And here's the headers they're using this company. looks like we're paying this much for this service. I don't know why. Yeah, I I do that too. Um, I'll look at the headers. I'll look at the you know the send from. Uh, I actually got one today. I checked my email on my on my work phone, and there was one who was like, "I'm part of this company," and blah blah blah. And it was sent from an AOL dot com address. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, yeah. Per first off, get a better email. It's fucking AOL. Come on. And secondly, this is clearly a phishing attempt. So I just deleted the email. Anyway, uh, you got to click the report button to your cyber department. Well, the problem is, since we have moved over to the new company, uh, we have two different emails. We have the Advantage Dental email and we have the Great Dental Plans email. And the phishing button works in the Great Dental Plans email, but not the Advantage email. <laughs> and so they have to fix that. Yeah. I gotta change where the button forwards the email to because I guarantee it's just a essentially a macro that just automatically forwards the email to a certain address and that's it. Probably. But yeah, there's a report fish button and then every once in a while you'll report the fish and it'll come back and be like, aha, you have succeeded and you have passed our test. You will not be fired oh, I'm today. So smart. Hooray. You'll you will not be fired for that particular infraction today. <laughs> Uh, and one last thing, uh, I just thought it was funny. Um, one of our techs had, uh, accident. So we got a term notification and one of my, one of our techs grabbed that term notification and was like, Oh, it's that date. I'm just going to term them right now. Uh, which oh. apparently not supposed to do. No. Um, because you have to wait until the end of the day or the next day to actually term them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that and was we, bad. We always stopped working. So we, yeah, <laughs> we, we would got... always set the the account in a, in a Active Directory to just expire at the end of the day. See, I'm not smart, but there's also we have a lot of like little programs that haven't been fucking updated since like 1992. So, oh, so they don't use Active Directory. <laughs> yeah, no. So we have to go into like these individual accounts and disable them because, uh, 
you know, dental software hasn't updated in like 25 years. That's medicine in general, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, that same week I was streaming and one of my uh, followers is also IT. And he was like, yeah, so I termed somebody early today. uh, And apparently that was bad because they, you know, that was their day to be termed. uh, But they hadn't been notified that they were being termed. So... I, I I thought maybe it was hey this person's quitting the company today at the end of the day, you know in their account, and they uh, did not realize that they were being terminated that day, so they had to HR had to rush and get them termed early because my my friend made a mistake. It was ah there my friend was like I feel so bad right now, and I was like don't feel bad. What you did was you saved them an entire day of work just to be fired at the end of the day. So while, yeah, it's, it's shitty. It's also probably the best thing that could have happened to them. Cause they didn't have to work. And at the end of the day, be like, I worked all day and then you fired me, which is what happened to me, Nathan, when I was fired from Endura, they waited until the end of the fucking day to do it. And it's very annoying. We're going to move on to our next story and talk about Twitch. Twitch Prime. I'm sorry. Twitch's new partner plus. Not Twitch Prime. There's too many different acronyms. Uh, so they've done some math. We, we spoke about the, the Twitch partner plus. We said it was pretty shitty and nobody's going to be able to qualify for it. Uh, I think that's the, the general consensus that we had. Is that correct, Aroa or Connor? I think that's been the case. I think it's just getting worse, but I, I'm not sure how uh, well becoming a yeah being becoming a program was. becoming a partner is super difficult. Um, just one of the requirements is that you have to have an average of 75 viewers while streaming, which is that's a pretty high number, right? Um, but another part is that this partner plus program was even more exclusive to the point where you not only had to be a partner, so you have those 75 followers, or I'm sorry, 75 viewers at all time, but, or on average, I guess. But also, you have to have so many subs. So you have to have 350 subs, not just that, but it can't be gifted subs and it cannot be prime subs. So it has to be 350 subs from individuals. How much Which has got to make sure that uh, sub is $5 for the buyer. And then you have a cut between Twitch and the streamer. Yeah. It's, it's, you get paid that cut and then also for being a partner. I, I, I imagine some of the, the more... Famous partners have deals where they get paid like a they a no not anymore. Rate. Oh really? They used to. Oh, yeah, okay. that's why this partner plus thing happened. It was uh, originally there was a uh, there was a fifty fifty split, which is now they're they're back to that. Uh, but then the bigger streamers would get a seventy thirty split, but there it wasn't like publicly disclosed that that was a thing. Mm. so like because it, it like it was 
a matter of, of Twitch actually giving a shit about the people who are making their money and going here, since you were making so much money, you can have a bigger cut and, and like, please stay on our platform. Interesting. And then as Twitch got bigger and bigger and have essentially kind of told themselves that they're the monopoly for live streaming when they are definitely not, uh, now they've decided to dump that and, bring in and now with all the the backlash they're bringing back the 70 30 split except with so many caveats that it sounds like there's essentially no way that you're going to get to that point unless you're making so much money where the 70 30 split is just kind of the icing on the cake yeah so they have they already so they've done some stream chart just done some uh maths in the back end and said okay so only about, with, with the way that it's set up right now, only about 2.5% of partners would qualify for this, which is about 1,066 partners. Out of, I mean, at the, if you do the math, that's a, uh, I don't know how many partners that is. 42,366. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, I just I, I just saw that when you started saying it, but it's forty two thousand three hundred sixty six <laughs> partners. About two point five percent of that is one thousand sixty six. If you um, included Prime, then you would get a, a, a five point two percent of partners would qualify, or two thousand one hundred fifteen. Uh, if you included just the gifted subs, that would go up to nine percent of partners would qualify, or 3,820, and then if you included both Prime and Gifted, it would be about 11.5% or 4,857 partners would qualify. But even to, but as we said, even to get to partner, that's a pretty unattainable goal for the majority of people who stream. It's... Again, and, and... you are... What we it's if you have more than or an average of like 10 viewers at a time you're in the top 90 percent of streamers right it, you're but in the top 10 like that it's you're in the top 10 percent in the same and that means about as much as like you see people on twitter where they'll have in their bio like top 0.1 percent on only fans yeah and that's because out of the I don't know how many, but let's say 500,000 people who have an OnlyFans account. There are maybe a thousand that are even making money on the platform, more than like $5 a month. Yeah. And that's the logic here, I think, on Twitch's side. I think the, the, the reason, at least to some degree, that everyone is so up in arms about these qualifications is that it's it's taking that that old the, the old 7030 requirements which weren't explicitly laid out for anyone because they they were also different for each individual streamer it was a matter of like twitch would would come to the streamer or the the streamer's agent would go to twitch and they'd work out a deal where it's like here you get the 7030 split but also you have to run this many ads you have to maintain this many live viewers and all this shit and it it depended on which like what your normal numbers were anyway. And it was 
Twitch saying that you needed to either grow this much or or maintain this level or whatever. And now they're quantifying all of this, laying it out, giving it to everyone, and then everyone's going, oh, man, I really hate capitalization of entertainment. <laughs> like, Because that's, that's really what it is. Is that This is, you're commodifying people in in this way and the general public doesn't like to see how the sausage is made yeah yeah and i'm looking up i don't see it here in this article but what are the youtube what's the youtube split 70 30 okay so youtube is 70 30 kick is 70 30 and then also there's some rumors that they're gonna offer like kick has whatever fucking Dead in the water platform. Yeah. But uh so let's the two big ones that actually matter, YouTube and and Twitch. Twitch, it's a fifty fifty split unless you are one of the one thousand people that qualify for the partner plus program and they offer seventy thirty. YouTube is seventy thirty just off the bat. Well, Yep. Once you qualify, what are the qualifications? Yeah, once you qualify for monetization in the first place, yeah. And what are those qualifications? Do we know? Uh, they're out there, but I'd have um, to look them up. Twitch, str- I'm sorry, YouTube, streaming qualifications, monetization. Okay. Uh, monetize your live stream. Let's see what these are. Uh, the 1,000 subscribers on- plus 4,000 valid public watch hours in the last 12 months or 10 million valid public shorts views in the last 90 days. But that's for... Oh, that's for regular that's YouTube. That's for regular YouTube. That's not for live. If your channel is monetized and able guess. to stream is eligible, YouTube will trigger ads to serve your content. So I think if you already meet those qualifications, you are already... You're like grandfathered into the the streaming portion monetization. But I wonder if there's specific monetization for YouTube streaming, which it doesn't look like. And it, it wow, go figure that like with every other thing that YouTube does, uh, it's really hard to find information yeah. <laughs> on, on yes. anything. But, but, but it looks, I, it, I'm sure that the, I, I know whenever they rolled out the, the new, uh, policies for this. They did something on the same level as Twitch's affiliate program where they made some qualifications that were relatively low to be able to unlock uh, memberships. And then once you get up to a certain level, uh, which are pr- the probably those other requirements of so many active views or whatever, uh, then yeah. that's whenever you get the 70-30 revenue split on AdSense and all that shit. Uh, so uh, YouTube does have a thing where you get like, it's like five regular viewers and like, like 500 subs or some bullshit like that. Or maybe it's, it might only be like two or 300 and then you get channel memberships. So I, I could see that. Yeah. So it's, it's a little different. I think it's to be an affiliate on, on Twitch. It's probably a little bit easier. You just have to have those 50, followers i think it's 50 followers and then an average of three viewers per stream yeah which is uh i I will say when i streamed on saturday i had like nobody show up 
Uh, which is <laughs> well, it's because you is, normally don't stream on Saturday. So exactly, and that's what I was gonna say. You know, I stream Monday through Friday, and I have regulars who pop in. Connor pops in, right? Sometimes for like five minutes usually, but he'll pop in, say hi. Um, I think his his introduction is is hi Reedy Poo. Um, and uh, so he'll pop in for you know it's anywhere from 10 minutes a half an hour depending on the game I'm playing typically and then you know I have Rogish Bart, Adam the Sim you know Sarah uh, quite a few people will, will pop in regularly because they know I stream at that time and I was like you know what I'm gonna see what happens on Saturday since it's you know an unusual thing maybe I'll get a different audience that pops in and the answer is no <laughs> not even a little bit ah. Okay, um, so there's there's the expanded YouTube partner program. Okay, where if you have 500 subscribers and just three valid public uploads in the last 90 days, and then on top of that, either 3,000 valid public watch hours in the last year, or three million valid public shorts views in the last 90 days, then you can have fan funded monetization and like shopping advertisements under your thing for like merch. Okay. Uh, and then if you meet the other thresholds that I mentioned, which is a thousand subscribers plus 4,000 watch hours in the last year or 10 million shorts views in the last 90 days, then you get into the full partner program where you get revenue sharing from ads and from YouTube premium subscribers we we actually i think we discussed that when they made the change and they had that secondary lower yeah. level for 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 partnerships however what i want well, it's all convoluted both of them are convoluted but at least youtube has a slightly higher revenue split uh which is what they should be it should be the 70 30 because it's not like yes twitch is hosting the content but they're not making the content that's that's what you're doing and uh and i think again I, I i kick has i think even higher revenue split but uh, i still feel and it's until still proven super otherwise, shady to me yeah until proven otherwise kick is uh, some kind of weird like either crypto scheme or like pump and dump scheme i don't know what they're doing i just know that that i don't trust them and so i'm not going to consider them a legitimate platform Exactly. And we are going to move on to our last story. This is one that I brought up, especially because Connor likes these games, uh, I believe. The Assassin's Creed games, the new one, yeah. Assassin's Creed Mirage, is coming out with a, I think it's a collector's edition, that has a shirt that provides haptic feedback and will vibrate when stuff happens in the game. I didn't read the full article. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. But I know Connor has, so I'm going to pass the the baton over to you. No, you, you pretty much said it. There's oh, okay. <laughs> addition, there's an edition of Assassin's Creed that comes with a haptic feedback shirt that'll let players quote-unquote feel every punch, jab, and fall. And uh, it, it looks goofy as hell, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it does. But you said you've, you've used something like this in the past. When I was a kid, uh, back in the N64 days, I posted a photo of this in our group chat. We had something called, uh, it was like a newbie, uh, N-U-B-Y, that is, uh, feel vest or something like that. It's It's got the, the N64 rumble pack with a wire sticking out of it, and then there's this vest that you put on. And the vest has a whole bunch of individual like rumble packs in it. 
I just remember playing like Star Fox 64 and like everything you do, your chest would just be like <laughs> every couple of seconds with it. And then the battery would inevitably die on it. But I, I think it's funny that we've gone full circle and now it's back in, uh, in, in sweatshirt form. And they're, they're totally going to get this working with VR. Some, some hacker is going to get this working with VR. Well, these, I was going to mention that these suits have already existed for a few years now. It's just that it looks like this is finally them getting a partnership with a major company. Um, they, I will well, also mention... Back off, we're going to back off here. They're getting a partnership with Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft is a major thing. Don't, don't fucking undermine Ubisoft, okay? Assassin's Creed's like one of the biggest properties in the fucking world. I know, but, I know. I, I was joking, I was joking. Um, it is not just rumble packs. I, I was surprised to learn because I, I had also thought that at most you're going to get like some linear actuators that like sort of sort of lightly jab you in the, in the belly whenever you get shot or something. Uh this is actually a tens unit. I uh, please tell, unit, if you, please tell me what that means. A tens unit is what uh, some athletes will use it as part of therapy stuff. Um, oh, their, their, okay. their medical uh, things. Essentially, you put some electrodes on your skin. They're little gel pads. You put them on your skin, and then they electrocute your muscles and make your arm contract and shit. I was uh, I was actually going to bring that up. So that Maybe that is, they're they're using a combination of, uh, they say haptics sensation technology, which to me just sounds like it's probably a linear actuator. Which is just uh, if you've used an iPhone, and I imagine there are other phones that use them too. Uh, it's a, it's like a, li- oh, the, uh, Joy-Cons. the Joy-Cons, yeah. Joy-Cons use linear actuators, uh, for the vibration. It's just the, their little pistons essentially that can fire really quickly. So, uh, it uses a combination of those and, uh, electrodes to simulate various sensations, how they manage to simulate I'm on their website. Uh, supposedly they can simulate anything from a ball bouncing and hitting you to being cut with an axe uh, to the wind blowing in your face or idling inside of a car. I I uh, don't think, unless you're putting on a mask, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be able to do the face one. Right. And I, I also, so just, just to some degree, I, I can't see the real benefit to simulating bullet entry the sensation of bleeding and bullet exit also, while playing a game not in vr also so i'm looking up the the oh the the like the the roster their their chain of command it looks like jigsaw is leading this company <laughs> <laughs> i i um i wanted to go back to what you said earlier where with the tens unit they they have a, ge- a gel that you put on and it gives you that sensation Yes. Um, does do you have to do that with this shirt, or does it come pre-gelled? They have gel pads. Okay. Uh, okay. So the, the yeah the it's um. I I it, like the idea that you put it on and it's just like a bunch of gel rubbing against your skin <laughs> as you put it on. Me up, I'm, of, I'm going in VR. That is kind of what it what it uh, is because it's um 
like they don't they don't really illustrate it, but just going off of the way that this thing is designed, um, I'm gonna guess that they have all of the electrodes just kind of inside of the of the shirt, and then you plug one cable into it, and that then sends you know the power out to all the individual electrodes. Because normally with a tens unit, you have to connect power to each individual electrode, and you end up looking like you're some kind of fucking experiment mm-hmm. uh, whenever you're using the thing. Oh, that's totally. Uh, there's that, totally like a a wire system inside the shirt. Yeah, and it, it looks like you can just like buy replacement gel pads, which uh, I don't know how quick you're gonna burn through those, considering you're probably like. I'm assuming you're going to be like sweating and shit inside of this thing. And like those gel pads are going to get gross real fast. Yeah. I, I felt bad. My friend came over and they, they wanted to play VR and beat saber. And I was like, (laughs) I, I I don't sweat very much in general. Um, maybe it's because I don't go outside in the sunlight, but I don't sweat very much in general, except for my face sweats a lot when playing VR. And they're, they were like, Oh no, that's fine. I'm used to it because I play VR too, and it's disgusting, but you you deal with it. And I was like, okay, cool. And I brought my or I bought uh one of my friends on on Twitter actually. Um, was like, hey, I have an an old Oculus that I want to sell. Um, if any, it still works. I forget which which version it was, but you know, it was it was one of the release versions. Um, but you know, it's a hundred bucks, so. If, if somebody wants to buy it for a hundred bucks, it can do that. So I bought that for my good friend Durga. And, um, you know, I was like, they're like, oh, I'll pay shipping. And I was like, that shipping is going to cost a lot of money. Here's 40 bucks extra just, just to pay for shipping. And it was like over 50 bucks for shipping. So, um, I, I ended up giving it to Durga and Durga's like, this smells really bad. And I was like, yeah, I replaced the foam. <laughs> You have to replace the phone when you get a used item like that, but it was a hundred bucks, so have fun. And yeah. uh, that's it's unfortunate. So I would imagine that this shirt is also going to cause a lot of sweating and stuff. Uh, but yeah. here's the big here's the big question: uh, A, are you going to buy Assassin's Creed Mirage, Connor? And B, are you going to get the shirt? I will probably eventually get Assassin's Creed Mirage, like when it's fifty percent off on a Steam sale or something like that. And, of course, I'm not getting this shirt. That being said, if something like this came out for VR and it wasn't, like, disgusting-ass gel pads that are going to get nasty with sweat and stuff, maybe? It is going I... to be nasty. It, it's going to be disgusting gel pads. But to be fair, I would rather have the gel pads than, the, than rubbing gel on my body. I... I mean, you and I just don't get fun from the same places then. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I Like, just the, the one that I posted, which is a vest you wear over, I would totally wear something like that if it had, like, g- I'm going to say good functionality. It works based, I... like, just on its most basic of circuits, but, Do you like, s- if I was playing Pavlov and it showed me where I was getting hit, I'd consider it. So, A, you know how to develop software, uh, I think, <laughs> still. And B, do you still have access to that unit? Because you could make it work. No, no it's uh, it's one motor you... activates whenever anything. <laughs> are you, are you talking about the little fucking N sixty four thing? Because that's yeah, no... one from the nineties. I want I want you to get that working with VR, please. Just I, I mean, okay, get me like an Arduino and a couple of different motors. I can make that happen. I'm confident in my abilities. 
uh, getting drivers so it works in Pavlov or whatever. That that's another conversation, but but I, I can at least uh, get it started. This vest does have support via modding for Half Life Alex, uh, Bone Lab, uh, until you fall, Beat Saber, the Forest, Pistol Whip, uh, Arizona Sunshine, and looks like that's all the VR games. Not a Beat VR Saber would chat? be nice. Beat, Beat Saber would be nice. It I is think. surprising that VR chat doesn't. That's the one also, I would expect this to really work on. Yeah. Yeah. I. It, but it's like. Hey, this feels like you you remember whenever like every other month it seemed where there was a new piece of tech that like was going to make VR good, uh, particularly like the little 360 treadmill and that like yes. it, this feels like that to me where it's like, yeah, OK, it's cool that you made it. But like, why? <laughs> yeah. But that being said, I, I think it's neat. Uh, but oh, do do we have a price? Is there a price on this edition? Five hundred dollars. Fuck that yep, noise. Swing and a miss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would much rather use a three D escalator or whatever the 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 treadmill over if, a, a vest yeah. that vibrates. If it Not, were, okay, it, it shocks you a vest that a vest <laughs> that does CBT. If it were two hundred bucks, maybe, That's maybe big, I would do maybe. that. Five hundred bucks is a definite no. Like I well, can also see because figuring it's a, that yeah. it's not going to fit on me. I don't even know if it no. would fit on you, Nathan. It like, would fit on me. Okay. I've uh. So you saw me. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying you're fat. I'm saying that this thing looks like it's designed for like one body type. Yeah. When you met me, uh, it was, uh, f- 2016. Something like that, 2017. Probably. Um, that was when I was, I think, at my, not my fattest, but I was still like over a hundred. I was like 180 pounds then. I am 145 pounds now. <laughs> it would fit me. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're you're probably good yeah. as long as you're not too short. I am too short, but that's uh, okay. <laughs> um, it it does suck. So so they don't offer any additional sizes other than the one that you get i i don't know i don't know that for sure it's just that's what it looks like from from what i'm seeing on their site Um, this this looks like a very early product yeah oh oh and the site i'm seeing is uh 499 euros oh so it so it's more like 550 to 600 us dollars it'll probably still be 500 dollars because they do oftentimes have them be like a hundred dollars in the United States and a hundred oh, euros. Looky here. They they actually have a lot of sizes. Let me hold on here. Uh gotta measure my waist. Let's see, fifty-three to fifty-five point nine on that. Uh, if you're Bust and waist measurements don't match. Uh, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, there's a chance that maybe the uh, maybe the three or four XL would actually fit me. All right. So, man, if I had lots of money, <laughs> I, I would buy this for Connor for him to review it. <laughs> I, I would buy this if I had like a ton of of expendable income because I would totally play these other games in VR and then. Be big dumb fat yeah. guy going. Ow, it hurt. <laughs> Ow. But it's it's 
it's an awesome idea, but I think the the price point is just kind of a swing and a miss. It's on too that. high, and it it just is too chintzy. Like, yeah. realistically, any asshole could just get a fucking tens unit and hook it up to an Arduino. And, and OWO is a is a company that makes these shirts. How much yes. is the shirt by itself without the the Assassin's Creed licensing? No, that is, that is that is that is it. Is. Oh, that is okay. five hundred euros. Oh, okay. Well, well then, no, <laughs> no, not doing it. And also, like, like, how much are you really getting out of this? Whenever you're playing a third person game, like, I think I mean, a first person not game. VR. Yeah, I think you know, even first, first person's game. like this thing I, I stinks to me of streamer bait. This uh-huh. is, yeah. hey guys, I'm going to play some Call of Duty. Let me put on my vest. <laughs> ah, <ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like and subscribe. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Except what... I, I've actually watched a video like that uh, of Markiplier and another guy just like shocking themselves with tens units. And that was way more entertaining than anything I'd see out of this thing. Probably. But we are going to call it a day. That's the end of our podcast. And uh, we're done talking about shirts that will shock you. Thank you for being here, Aroa. I'll make a shirt that'll shock you. Please don't. And I would like to think, here's a lead acid battery. <laughs> um, and thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. You may not know this, but I've had a muscle stimulator on me this entire time. I, Where? I, I was going to ask, but I was afraid. Where's he got it attached? Uh, mystery and tune into patreon if you want to hear more <laughs> thank you for being you get here the we... video podcast uh we don't we do one day one day if we ever start a patreon we could have a video podcast but then it'll be like and aroa didn't want to be on... <laughs> and aroa didn't want to be online so it's just reeton sitting there looking bored <sighs> <sighs> i gotta do this again thank you for being here we will be back next week uh talking about some more gaming and tech news. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Yep. I don't have a funny joke for this week.